Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's wrap up the week. Super Talk Eagle Hour broadcasting from Mo Bay Beignet, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. We're on Hardy Street right across from the Southern Miss campus. And uh, down here with our friends at Mo Bay Beignet, they'll be on the show later in the hour. But we want to encourage everybody this weekend. When you're in town, if you want a fantastic dessert, some great coffees, I just had a blackberry lemonade that my man Luke turned me on to. All of it's right here at Mobay Beignet. It's right across the street from the campus. It's going to be an easy location for you to get to if you're in town for a football this weekend. And we strongly suggest that you come by and uh, try the delicious beignets cooked as you come in at Mobay Beignet. More about Mobay uh, later in the hour. Great show for you today. Josh Ratcliffe, Ty Milm from the football team on the show today. Will East later in the show. Right now, though, we want to go to New Orleans down at NOLA.com. Our good buddy Patrick McGee, sports writer there, going to talk, of course, about the New Orleans Saints. But before we get to that, Patrick, you're in the Big Easy. I'm guessing the Tulane Green Wave is on their way here if they're not here already. And uh, the buzz is about their starting quarterback. Um, So what can you tell us about the uh, prospects of the Golden Eagles facing uh, QB number one and just your uh, brief thoughts about the two-line Southern Miss matchup? Well, I I mean, I guess early in uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, Fritz addressed it. And it sounds like he's progressing. Uh, He's probably in a better spot than he was a year ago. Uh, He said that he's hopeful that he's able to go this week. Uh, He's been limited in practice, but he's been able to get out there and and get some work on. No real idea where he kind of stands on a Friday. Uh, but at this point, I, I would think uh, that Pratt's got a pretty good shot to play. Uh, looked pretty good to start the season, 14 of 15 for 294 and four touchdowns against South Alabama. Uh, so obviously he's a, he's really efficient. He's always been good. I think I was there when he played his first game for, for Tulane against Southern Miss, and he looked sharp then as a uh, first-year player. So if he's out there, I mean, Tulane's a talented team. They're going to be good whether Pratt's behind quarter, at quarterback or not. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, and, and so uh, Platt, I don't know. We'll see. Pratt, we'll see. He's uh, probably a game-time decision. At least Fritz will probably want to keep it that way. Patrick, one more question about about Tulane. I mean, it's just kind of remarkable. You look up, Willie Fritz has been there. This is the eighth season, and they just – they got knocked out of the top 25, but I mean, this is a team that Southern Miss traditionally dominated, and and now mm-hmm. they're arguably the best best team in the group of five. Yeah, I mean, they're right there. Uh, you know, you wonder how things play out differently if Pratt's at quarterback, but I, you know, the backup's pretty solid himself. 
so yeah, Tulane, they've, uh, Fritz has done a great job. I thought maybe things had kind of fallen off a couple of years ago where they won one only two games. Uh, but there was always talent there. And obviously everything kind of came into focus last year. Uh, Spears is now in the NFL. He was really impact guys are running back for them. But uh, they've really done a good job of recruiting and evaluating talent really at all positions. You could tell this is just a, a well-rounded team that, that really has solid depth across the board. Going to uh, to the Saints, Derek Carr throws for 305 yards in his first game as a Saints starting quarterback. They eked it out. Uh, the offense, although the, the numbers were there, the, the points weren't. Your kind of takeaway, week one from Derek Carr. Yeah, it was kind of a stereotypical, you know, just a typical uh, game one uh, sloppiness on both sides. But I, I think, you know, I guess if you're a Saints fan right right now, you're kind of concerned about the offensive line and your left tackle and Trevor Penning, and rightfully so, Penning really got his, his butt kicked for much of that game. They still pulled it out. So that kind of tells you how good the Saints can be to really have a, a failure at a, such an important position and still find a way to beat a team like uh, Tennessee, who's a, who's a good squad, great great ground game, everything, uh, good defensively. And for the Saints to pull that out whenever they obviously didn't have their best effort at certain positions, I think is a good indication. Saints are going to be a good defensive team again this year, and they showed it last week. So I think things are positive, but but it's obvious that the Saints have to find a way uh, to put Penning in a position to succeed, and that, that just didn't happen week one. You, you saw them kind of figure out ways to work around that in the second half, but uh, they really do have to get that addressed, and, and hopefully he can step up. And Penning was a guy out of college that was highly heralded. You know, one of the top uh, one of the top picks in the draft, or, or projected to be one of the right. top picks in the draft. But you've got a Carolina team now coming in with a with a young quarterback that doesn't get much mm-hmm. younger, and a chance for the the Saints to really make a statement in the NFC South here. And really, when you look at the Saints' history, Patrick, in the division, they don't tend to to really run the table like you would. Ex- you know, they they seem to to struggle sometimes within their own division. Well, it's, it's kind of like those things, and you know, in college football in the conference, sometimes these are just teams that know each other all too well. And they face them twice a season. Uh, they usually know what they have to offer, but this is a year where there's been a fair amount of flux, uh, whether it's at Tampa, uh, uh, Carolina, or in Atlanta. You have a bunch of new guys and, and really kind of change in leadership in, in all places. But, yeah, this is a game that the Saints should win. Uh, this is this set, kind of sets up favorably for them against a young quarterback that's trying to gain his confidence against a really good Saints defense that's very experienced. It's probably going to try to confuse him as much as possible. So uh, the Saints seem to be in a good spot on the road, but offensively they ha- they have to block better and protect Derek Carr and find more space for the ground game. Patrick, I, w- I think after week one, and it's just that, it's, it's week one. If I look at the NFC, I see Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco and the Saints as the best four-looking teams. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we were thinking coming in. Uh, I, you know, it's it, it remains to be seen. It's just week one. Uh, I think there's a lot right. of promise there right. for the Saints, but there's just little flaws that that can't be hidden over the course of the season. Uh, whether they have to make a change of left tackle or or even make a move personnel-wise, I don't know. But uh, this team is pretty good. Uh, they have a chance to to win the division. Uh, but, you know, it's really hard for a team to get through a season to really struggle at a place like left tackle and get in the playoffs, but I think the Saints can do that. And I think Penning will get better. He's, he really is a rookie at the end of the day. He was with the team last year, uh, but injuries kind of kept him off the field. So I, I would expect him to progress. 
Patrick, I did something foolish uh, in my dynasty football league. I did not keep Demario Davis, and the thought was, I love the guy, team leader, but he's he's thirty five now, you know, thirty four, yeah. thirty five, and he's going to play less because Warner's emergence and you know what Braun's doing, and and Demario goes out and gets ten tackles and a tackle for loss, looking young as ever. But uh, really important to see him playing big. They, they, you, you mentioned how good they played defensively. But I mean, this is this is maybe a, a, a very, very underrated, solid linebacking core with the two young guys beside Davis. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they felt you know they let a, a guy or two go at linebacker. You know, uh, they like what they have. And Davis, he is ageless. I mean, he looks like a guy that could play till he's forty if he wanted to. He's just really in good place. He takes care of his body and is really a. Uh, an intelligent guy that's really, you know, put himself in a position to succeed for a very long time. So I'm never betting against Demario Davis. I mean, that's a position that's really hard to stay healthy at uh, for such a long time, and that's what he's done. Uh, but defensively, yeah, linebackers, uh, you know, behind even make an impact on special teams. Uh, it's just a group of guys that seems they seem to just bring in guys that really know what they're doing. And, uh, and, and whenever one guy's down, somebody always steps up. Patrick, what did you make in looking at the rest of the division? What did you make of Tampa Bay's win over Minnesota? That was that was probably the most surprising outcome out of all the games. I really like Minnesota, and for them to kind of struggle against Tampa uh, was really a surprise. And Baker Mayfield lead them back. It it shows you know we we say oh the NFC South is terrible all you know all summer, but you know I always you know you just have to wait until they line up and play to really find out you know who's good and who's bad. And uh, just at least for one week, Tampa doesn't fall in the bad category. We'll find out where they are in week 10. Yeah, can't count the bucks out, huh? Well, Baker Mayfield may have finally found yeah. a home. It is just one game, but the Vikings played last night and played in Philadelphia, played well, still lost. But the Vikes are out to a big, fat 0-2 start, and that's right, that's right. not good, obviously. You know, early on, Patrick, some really exciting football games, really good good contest, uh, some really close games. Uh, if this is any indication, uh, I think we'll see a lot of really good football this fall. Yeah, the weirdest game was probably that Denver game. Uh, the Saints traded away, away Will Lutz because uh, they like groupie at kicker. <laughs> Lutz goes up there, misses the extra point. I think he also missed the field goal, and the Broncos lost by one point yeah, to really. uh, the Raiders. And so it made Mickey Loomis and company look absolutely brilliant. <laughs> they, they <laughs> it really did. Appears, it appears they made the right choice at kicker because Lutz seems to kind of lost his good. mojo. Patrick, we appreciate your time, man, and uh, thanks for joining us on this Friday and previewing Saints with us. All right. Thanks, guys. It's Patrick McGee from uh, SunHerald.com. Now, now Ryan did bring you – Did you say a, SunHerald.com? I'm sorry, NOLA.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, pre- previously yes, it happened. Yes, there you go. Uh, so <clears throat> Ryan Whitehead brought us a, uh, a blueberry lemonade. It was awesome. It was really good. Blackberry. Why do I keep saying blackberry? Blackberry. 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 <clears throat> because I have the syrups in front of me, which we will right. be continually talk about. Right. Uh, Ryan brought me a buttercream mm-hmm. because I already had a blackberry, Morgan. There we go. And a pumpkin mm-hmm. syrup. I attempted to, to try one of the beignets, but I looked like Kelly was going to cry, so I... Just yeah. backed away. You and, keep uh, your hands out of my yeah. beignet show, basket. You do Jay not Ladner. drink the syrup. You do not drink the damn syrup, Kelly. Morgan, can we drink the syrup? Is that possible? Yeah, it's fine. All right, we're going to talk Southern Miss football. We'll let Ryan come sit in here with us as we talk a little Golden Eagle football next. We're at Mo Bay Beignet. 
the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. Super Talk Eagle Hour broadcasting live today. Bay Beignet here on Hardy Street, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. The guys have knocked out two plates of beignets so far. I think I heard Ryan joins us right now. Ryan, I think I heard Luke talking about some post-show beignet samplings he's going to do. It may happen in the second half of the store, but but in the second half of the show, you brought me. I always have to have buttercream when I come, but we have the seasonal syrups, and yes. this month you've actually got two. What are they? The blackberry and the pumpkin spice, and they're both sitting in front of me. And yeah, I'm going to fantastic. attack the pumpkin with round two because I attacked the, the blackberry pretty good in round one. You don't drink the sauces like Kelly, right? You dip the sauces. It's a different approach, Senator. Dipping sauce. Well, it's, it's a syrup. But yeah. see, it's a syrup. But the, the, there's syrups, but I, but I have a little bottle here in my pocket that I just mix a little bit in there with the, with the syrup. And then, I t- then at the advice of their 11-year-old son, I bite off the corner of my beignet, and then I kind of separate it, the beignet just a little bit and then... Then pour just Syrup a little bit in. of that in there, and make it like a pillow, like a liquid pillow, and then that you eat. That you then you notice, eat. Like a stuff you notice. Oh my gosh! He, he drank five of them, and his fingers, pinky, is shaking right now as he's he's talking to us. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Next time we won't bring him. I promise. Okay, we didn't think he was coming today. I was a little shocked when I saw him as I pulled up. But delicious, delicious. Yeah, I see you're wearing, wearing it on your shirt. It's so good. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The syrup. I got He's some. He's doing pretty good today. He doesn't have the sugar all over him. They got the Rick James look today. Pour some saying? powdered sugar on me. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about football. Golden Eagles. That, oh yeah, there's a game tomorrow. Yeah, Tulane about to square up. Uh, we don't know if Tulane's uh, number one quarterback will play, but we know they're good. We talked to Josh Ratcliffe earlier this year or this week. He's going to be a big part uh, in the D-line, the defensive end, nose tackle. Here's what Josh had to say about the Southern Miss defense and their matchup with Tulane. Okay, Josh Ratcliffe on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Defensive end, nose tackle. What do you prefer? Defensive tackle. You like defensive tackle? Yes, sir. All right, tough game Saturday night, but Coach, when talking to him yesterday, said you can always learn from games like that. You can improve and get to be a better team. Your thoughts about the mindset of the football team as you're now waiting on Tulane? I feel like we have a great great mindset. I feel like we just need to play as one, make the plays we're supposed to make, and give it all we have. Take that shot when we have that shot. Yeah. So, so the average fan w- would ask, if you if you lose a game like Saturday night, does the team become discouraged or more determined? I, following Southern Miss, I think more determined. Oh, yes, but but what, what do you say? More determined, definitely, especially we're playing for the Bell. Something we're trying to keep here. We don't play them in another four years, so we're trying to keep that here in Hattiesburg. Yes, sir. So we're what, determined. What do you expect out of Tulane, Josh? I expect them to be coming because we, we celebrated on A-Field last year, so I know they're coming. They're trying to get to get back. But we got to stop that. We we trying to ring that bell after two. Yeah, that was a big win last year. What was the key to going down there and beating a team that went on to win the Cotton Bowl? Yeah, playing as a team, playing as one. Everybody playing on the same page, flying to the ball. Everybody playing at the same pace. All right, tell our listeners how you became a Golden Eagle. I became a Golden Eagle by just really grinding because I was a small kid, JUCO kid down in Decatur, Mississippi at East Central. And Coach called me and said he wanted me. 
before COVID, and I'm glad I came because I don't know where I'll be. So I'm always going to be a Golden nigga from now on. All right, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being great, how much fun are you having playing football here at Southern Miss? 10, because it's always a grind. And the fans, no matter if you're losing or winning, the fans are great. They're going to love you, love you up. But we got to win. It's time to win. The time is now. All right, my man, good luck. Yes, sir, thank you. All right, Luke, I talked to you earlier in the week and was telling you about going to practice, and you suggested that I interview uh, Josh Ratcliffe, great kid, Big part of the defense, right? Yeah, defensive tackle plays up front. I mean, he's a stump. He's six foot, three hundred pounds, and uh, is really one of those guys that's able to get penetration. You know, on that defensive line, he kind of anchors that defensive line. And he's been here, as you mentioned. He's a guy that stuck around. I mean, he's been here since the COVID year and uh, believed in what Will Hall came in and and sold, and and uh, now he's making impacts on that defensive line. I like the very last thing he said. He said, "The time is now. The time to win is now." They all think that they all say that now. Yes, right, right. You agree that, don't you, Ryan? It's time it's it's time to start one. winning ball games. It is. Yeah, like we're so used to doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so all right, um, picks. It's time yeah. for game picks? It's time for game picks. We're going to do it early. You're in first place, right? Yeah, 11-2, and two, and I should say I'm 11-2. and two. I should have been 12-1, and one, but I was not picking against the Golden Eagles, okay? Yeah. So. You guys, and you were rewarded for that. Well, for ten, with the first place finish, ten to three, you guys are, and we'll let Ryan get in on this. And it's good if we have for our guests to show us up. Outside, Actually, we're his guests outside today. expert opinions. Yes. All right, uh, Wisconsin is a twenty-point favorite hosting Georgia Southern. Sander. Georgia Southern's off to a two and zero start, and they are putting up some big numbers, but they're not going to put up big enough numbers to beat Wisconsin at Madison. Bob. No, Wisconsin wins that game probably two touchdowns. Ryan. Uh, Wisconsin for sure. Me too. All Badgers. Wake Forest, a 14-point favorite on the road against Old Dominion, who may have upset uh, Louisiana last week. That that was a big shocker to me because I just I still don't think Old Dominion is that good. Uh, and the fact that they beat Louisiana, even though Louisiana is the team that I thought would be down this year, I still think that um, that ODU it will not win that game. No, Wake Forest. Wake wins Forest wins easy. Yeah. yeah. Blake, taking Wake Forest. Wake, I'll take Wake. That's across the board. All right, East Carolina at Appalachian State, who uh, took in UNC to uh, overtime one. last week. Um, App State seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, East Carolina really disappointed me last week. And he took them. Yeah, I sure did. Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of awful. Uh, I'll take Crap State to win at home. Why? <laughs> right. App State. App State wins going away. They're pretty good. App State's pretty good. Yeah, I'm a little scared. I'm not scared. I'm just apprehensive about late October now after watching Ooh, them play last Apprehensive. Week. Apprehensive. Out of yeah. the football player. Nice choice of words. at Texas A&M. A, this is, A&M's a 36-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Yeah, it's It's got to be Aggies across the board for us, right? Unfortunately, yes. But, man, if, this is terrible. If there's one coach I hope gets the heave-ho this year, it's just, yeah. Jimbo right. Fisher, but well, Georgia. They, yeah, go ahead. They bought pl- plenty of players to 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 win this game. So yeah, this is a this is a no brainer. Georgia State, a seven and a half point favorite on the road at Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte was only picked for three wins this year, right? Coach Pogi was all upset at the yeah. press conference. Three wins. Who you got? Uh, and and it's Charlotte at home against two. Georgia the, State, the Panthers. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Ah uh, no, I'm gonna. I'll take the Panthers. I'll take the Panthers. State. I'm well, going with Charlotte at I, home. Charlotte I was, gets the upset. I was tempted to do that, but I'm going to take the Panthers. There is no way. You taking no the way. Panthers? I'm. I'm going with Georgia State. Absolutely. So, okay. Bob, you're taking Charlotte. I am. 
Wow. Okay. That's why I'm going to win next All week. All right. South Alabama at Oklahoma State. Cowboys only a seven-point favorite on the road. I mean, yeah. at home. Yeah, South Alabama's been a, been a real puzzlement for me this year. I mean, they did not look good in the first game, and they really didn't look all that great in yeah. the second game, although they won. They're not going to win in Stillwater. I'll take the Cowboys. Cowboys. The all Cowboys the ride into the sunset. Folks, yeah. there we go. The fighting mullets. All right. Louisiana at UAB. UAB less than a field goal, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, but there's something. I'm telling you. Cajuns don't look good. No, that ship has taken on water. And I'm not a big fan of UAB going back to the Fedora years and what they did to us in that Thursday night game up there. But I have to take, you know, for the win-loss record, i got to take the Blazers. Ryan? That's a tough one. Oh, goodness. I'll I'll be the odd man. I'll go with the Cajuns. I'm going to take UAB and have a beignet. I am going to go with the Cajuns on the road. Really? I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. We will not pick this next one. We will give us all a freebie at Duquesne at Coastal Carolina. We'll go with Grayson McCall across the board. Duquesne? Duquesne, right? Yeah, Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne. Stony Brook at Arkansas State. Butch has to get week one this week, right? (laughs) He better, but they've scored three points. In two games, yeah. that's all. Arkansas State has got some problems, and that's a disappointment to me. Arky State got to, yeah. Arky State. Got to go Arky State between Arky your smacks. State. Arky State. All right. Um, Jackson State at Texas State. Jackson State doesn't look all that great either, do they? No. Um, but I'll take the Tigers. Okay. No way! Huh? You're taking Jackson State? Well, it's kind of like you taking Southern Miss last week. I'm, I'm not giving that to you. I'm it, taking Texas State. Texas State. Texas oh, State. oh, Texas State. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Bobcats. Okay, from from. Okay, yeah. Sun Belt. No, no, I'll take Texas you sure? State. Yeah, I'll take okay. Texas State. I was State. about to say. Yeah. Well, since most of Jackson State's players are now in Colorado, I would yeah. Uh, yeah. take Texas State. All right, State. Here's, here's where you win or lose the week. James Madison at Troy. Troy, a field goal favorite. Hmm. No, I'm taking the Dukes. On the, I'm taking James the Dukes. Madison, yes. You're taking the Dukes on the road? Yeah. All right. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Duke, I'm, taking, I'm thinking Troy could win this one, but I, James Madison can really serve the Eagles well if they if they pull the road upset. All right, Tulane at Southern Miss. I'll lead it so, off. So did we all did we all take the Dukes yes, on the road? we did. Wow. We all took the Dukes on the road. Boy, the Tro- Troy's not going to like that. Last uh, one of the week, I'm going with the Eagles, even though they are an 11-and-a-half-point nah. favorite at home. Southern Miss is going to win this game. They're going to win, and they're going to win. I'm not going to say convincingly, but they're going to play really well and win the game. But before you pick, complete freedom, nobody's going to hate you. I picked USM by myself last week, so whatever you want to do. No, I, I picked USM. I know this is going to be a dog fight, but uh, I really expect them to come out and show out in the rock. Watch him do it. And I can't, I can't, Watch him do I it. can't be a hypocrite. I said when the schedule came out, this was going to be the one that, that either goes either way. I had Southern Miss for six wins this year. This is one that I had them losing. I got the wave. I'm going to eat a beignet. Southern Miss will win the game. We'll be right back with I, more Eagle Eye. I hope I'm wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Eagle Hour on the road. Not really. I mean, we're right across the street from the University of Southern Mississippi on Hardy Street. We're at Mobay Beignet all day, and they have brought more beignet minis during that commercial break. Our tailgate spot where we tailgate yeah. is right, right across here. You could crawl. There. Well, actually, I have crawled there from, across, from here. Across Hardy Street, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, right wow. across Southern Hall back there. I yeah. got you. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm now on this pumpkin uh, spice syrup kick. It's, it's growing on it's, you, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are live at Mobay uh, today, and it's Friday, so let's talk some high school football, bring in Will East. He is, uh, of course, uh, one of the main dudes on the Mississippi High School Football Scoreboard Show, 28 years and running. And, Will, it seems like last week the South had all the big games. The North, there are some huge games in the South tonight, but there's some big games up North as well. Yeah, what's up, guys? I, I would say probably the biggest one of the night uh, is in Starkville, Stark Vegas, where Lewis Bull will travel there to play the Yellow Jackets. And, you know, there's, there's games where they just have everything going for them, you know, like you tick all the boxes, and this is probably one of them. They're two powerhouse programs, two of the most successful programs in the history of Mississippi high school football. they got 18 state championships between the two of them. Almost 1,500 wins between the two of them all time. And they're both very good. Again, this year, uh, Louisville's the defending 4A state champ. Starkville's the defending 6A state champ. Uh, and, you know, to be honest with you, looking at the past couple of years, Louisville has lost five in a row to Starkville. And you would think, well, you know, Starkville's got it in the bag. Well, if you look at the scores, each year, Louisville gets a little bit closer and closer. Last year, they, this was their only loss of the season. They lost by one point. And this is one of those games, you know, where you say, well, this, this week is the week that matters. This is the week that matters to, to Louisville and to Starkville. These two teams are just two of the better in the state. Louisville just an incredible defense. Starkville, good defense, but an explosive offense with Trey Petty and crew. And they can really turn on the Jets and turn on the boosters and get going when they need to. And they play these tough non-regional schedules to open the season, and I love it. And the fact that in that, if you're not from that area, that kind of Golden Triangle area around there, Louisville, West Point, Starkville, Noxby County, all four of those teams are really good. All four of them were in state championships last year, and all four of them play each other to open the season every single year, it seems like. So I, I love that part about this game and about that whole series going on up there. Yeah, big one in the south tonight, and Kelly will actually be on the call here. Um, Columbia at Jefferson Davis County. I mean, that's that's one that you just dreamed for to watch. Yeah, Battle Jeff of the Davis undefeateds County, in that ballgame. Yeah. Jeff Davis County, one, as you guys know better than anybody, you know, maybe the most consistent, I would say definitely the most consistent 3A team the past, what, since they've been a school, basically, because they've been a school, what, seven, eight years now, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Columbia, who's just been so good as of late. And the thing about like teams like Columbia and Jeff Davis County, obviously, too, is I love the fact that they punch above their weight every single year in these non-regional games. I mean, Columbia's, Columbia's played two 7A schools. They're a 4A school. They played two 7A schools, and neither one of those games was close. They, they like, 40 to 17 or 40 to 21, something like that, and they're, they're two games against 7A schools. And then, you know, Jeff Davis County just – Every year, the the job that Lance Mancusco does there uh, in Bassfield with uh, the Jags is just it's incredible, guys. 
Yeah, part of that, Will, is because, uh, you know, he wants to, you know, iron sharpens iron, and the way you get better is to play better teams. But quite honestly, the other part of that is no, none of the other 3A teams want to play Jeff Davis yeah. unless they absolutely, you know, unless they absolutely have to. One other game of note locally is where a private versus public school game will take place at Oak Grove, where MRA, Madison Ridgeland Academy, will take on the Oak Grove Warriors at Oak Grove. Southern Miss fans are, this game is of particular interest because Southern Miss commit John White is the quarterback of MRA. So Golden Eagle fans will get to see this kid from MRA who is putting up big numbers already early in the season. Yeah, he's already, get this, he's already at 1,500 yards on the season. Uh, now they played one extra game than, than everybody else has, or, or two extra games. And he already has, I believe, 17 passing touchdowns, which I think is yeah, like right at 17. 15th best in the nation or something. You know, you get a, when you look at the entire nation, there's a lot of people with that. But I mean, it's pretty incredible numbers that he's put up. And this isn't the first year he's done that. He's been doing that for several years there at MRA. And I think he was at Winona Academy before that. But uh, yeah, Jason, I mean, he, he, he's, he's such a good quarterback and you know, a lot of times high school defenses just have trouble because they're more accustomed to defending the run and stuff like that. So when you get a gunslinger in there, you can really rack up the points, and they have. They've scored over 40 points in every game they've played this season. And then, of course, you guys know about Oak Grove. I look at Oak Grove, and I just you look at the roster up and down, and it's just filled with Division One prospects. And several of these guys are probably going to be playing in the SEC one day. I, it just – that that defense really is what stands out to me, though, for Oak Grove. Uh, some of those, I mean, you got the secondary, uh, the guy in the secondary quarterback, uh, PJ uh, PJ Woodland. I think already has two pick sixes on the year, and they've only played three games. And then the linebackers. That's the other thing that's crazy about how good Oak Grove is this year. They've got not one but two really outstanding linebackers. That Malachi Henderson. And then Jalen Moore, who had a big game against Hattiesburg last week, I think he had something like 12 tackles in that game. I think Oak Grove really, and this is they've done this year after year after year. I think Oak Grove is going to be the team from the South. The more I look at it, uh, yeah. I just I don't know who the team from the North is going to be. Whether it's going to be Startville, maybe Tupelo. I don't know about Madison Central still, but Oak Grove definitely in the South is the team to beat in seven A. We're visiting with Will East. He's, uh, of course, the uh, one of the co-hosts of the Mississippi Scoreboard High, High School Football Football Scoreboard Show. Twenty-eight years in running starts tonight at uh, at ten o'clock after all the Super Talk Mississippi High School broadcast. Uh, and one more I want to talk about, and then you can talk about some more of uh, the ones on your slate. Will picking you in at Gulfport. Um, a lot of Southern Miss fans on the coast, and uh, I know a lot of them will be cheering tonight. Uh, picking you. Um, there's just reports that this is the best Picayune team ever, which I find really hard to believe, as good as I've seen them. But, I mean, Chris Davis already, I think he's close to 600 yards, seven touchdowns through three games. It seems like Picayune has a little better defense this year, and, and that should be a good one tonight. Yeah, they got this five-star defensive end named Jamonta Waller, uh, who kind of anchors that defensive line. And, you know, that's the thing with Picayune is that – you know, years passed, and this year really too. They that offense gets all the headlines, all the rushing yards, all the touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. But if you go back and look at, especially like last year, it was really defense. And this year too, I mean, the fact that they were able to go to Brandon at the beginning of the season and held Brandon to what twenty 
four points. Well, I can't remember the exact score of yeah. that one, but to hold them in check, and that's one of the best offenses in 7A, uh, it's pretty amazing what Picayune is able to do. Now, Gulfport, on the other hand, I will say this about Gulfport. I think they kind of have a different attitude there. They've really struggled. You look, they make the playoffs every, the past decade. They've made the playoffs almost every year, but they've only won one playoff game in the past, I don't know, 11 years, something like that. They've got that new uh, head coach there, Blake Pinnock, who was at Ocean Springs the past couple of years. And they're kind of building that team around defense, and, and they're doing the same thing that teams like. Jefferson Davis County and Columbia and Picayune are doing. They're playing tough schedules early on in the season, that iron sharpens iron mentality that you mentioned earlier. And I think it's going. it might not pay off for them this year, but I think in the long run that's going to benefit them. They played Madison Central last week. Tonight they're playing Picayune. That's going to be maybe the toughest game they'll, they'll play all year long. So I really like the – the direction that Gulfport's going in with defense and then playing these tough teams early on. Real quick, Will, about a minute left in the, in this segment. Uh, Laurel, uncharacteristically 0-3. Should Tornado fans push the panic button yet this year? You know, I, I don't know if you can – I don't know when when's the right time to hit the panic button, but in Mississippi high school football, as you guys know, the regional schedule is what counts. And that, they still have, uh, what, I think their first regional game is in early October. And this year, I mean, really looking at it, um, they've got, you know, who, Wayne County, Van Cleve, East Central, Stone. Gaucher is going to be down this year, um, which they had caught them last year. That that would have, if they had caught Wayne County or Gaucher or Van Cleve or East Central last year, they'd have been in a tough spot. But those teams are on a downward swing. So I think if you're a Laurel fan, yeah, you're 0-3 right now and you still have Oak Grove to play. And you still have McComb, who's really good this year to play. And you might start the season, you know, over before regional play starts. But you can still make the playoffs uh, because yeah. that's the way Mississippi high school football is. It's like a second season. Yeah, the Golden Tornadoes have Oak Grove next week, McComb the week after, and then, as Will said, they start uh, region play Friday, October 6th. Hey, Will, thanks for your time, man, and your insight. And, uh, of course, we'll all be listening tonight. Well, I'll be calling in, but Super Talk uh, listeners and football fans across the state will catch you guys at 10 o'clock tonight. Thank you. Thank you. This is Will East with the Mississippi High School Football Scoreboard Show. 28 years in running. They will kick it off tonight right at 10.05, 10.06, and great way to uh, to cap off a great day of football. Hey, we'll close it out from Mobe Beignet on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg after these commercial messages. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment of the week, live at Mobe Beignet on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Lady Eagle soccer team opens conference play on Sunday at 1 p.m. at home against South Alabama. Volleyball already has uh, put some work in today. They swept Little Rock 
at the Bill Street Challenge earlier this morning. Take on the Memphis Tigers tonight at 6 p.m. and Arizona State tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And then Southern Miss Cross Country finished up the Southern Showcase uh, up at Jacksonville State. And uh, sophomore Isabella Ross, a top 10 score for the Black and Gold. So congratulations uh, to her. Baseball. Today at 3 o'clock, Bob. 3 o'clock, I'll be there. Going to be the first scrimmage of the, of the uh, fall ball, and uh, I'm excited about seeing some of the new faces on the field. Ryan and Morgan, the owners of MoBJ, join. I wouldn't be surprised to see you guys over there at 3 o'clock. Y'all are big baseball guys. We can try to make that happen. Sure can. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for having us down here. We really appreciate our relationship with you. As we say every day, this is the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour, and my guys have been down here really enjoying the day, as you can see. Luke is I'm now a distracted. eating the. <laughs> it's eating always a great the, day uh, with beignets. Yes, the syrup. I'm more refined than Sander. I'm actually using it like these coffee like stirs. Yeah, like miniature chopsticks. Sander just turned it up. And what is that you're eating? This is the pumpkin that I have finished. The pumpkin, pumpkin spice syrup. syrup. Pumpkin spice syrup. What are all of the syrups right now, Morgan? Well, we always have buttercream and cinnamon, and this month we're doing two seasonals, blackberry and pumpkin spice. The blackberry. You can't get away from the blackberry. It's the- it was good, man. And then I tasted this, and the then it was, spice was is, over. The pumpkin spice is killer. It's good. You like that, huh? Yeah, perfect for fall. All right. Mobay Beignet Morgan. There's three ways to buy beignets. Twelve pieces, three pieces, eight mini pieces. Mm-hmm. What's the most popular? Right now, it's probably the minis. Really? The minis are super easy to dip. They're easy to eat. Kids love them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, great to share. This would be a great place to come, Morgan, over the football weekend. Absolutely. And you'll be open tonight when people are starting to come into town. What a great place to have breakfast Saturday or Sunday after Mm -hmm. the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're actually open real late. So, Fridays and Saturday nights, we're open until 10. So, you can catch us all day, Friday, Saturday, and And when do you open? 8 a.m. tomorrow morning and 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. So that'd be a good way to coffee, and however you like it. Some people like me, I have to have coffee hot. Some people like it cold. I'm iced. But people also have it frozen as well, and you guys do that. Frozen coffee. Yes, frozen. Anything can be made hot, iced, or frozen. And and the buttercream and the cinnamon are also featured because we have a buttercream blondie and we have a cinnamon. Buttercream blondie is definitely the. What what goes into that? It's the buttercream. Our buttercream oh, that just, that yes. just mm-hmm. use the straw for it just a, a second. Close, a close second, probably that beignet latte. That's yes. French vanilla and cookie butter. Whoa. Well, let me throw in the uh, blackberry lemonade. Oh, that, that was, was good too. That was really good. That was. Really, I put really you good. onto that. I walked in here a little earlier, and uh, they said, "Would you, you need to try this uh, blackberry lemonade?" And then the word they used was, "It's fire," and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, but it's going to be really sweet and good, and it was. It was perfect, and yeah. uh, you had one of those, and you enjoyed it. Oh, I, I liked it's it gone. a lot. It's, it's very refreshing, really the especially how hot wonderful, it's been. Wonderful fruit, and then you add it with lemonade. How do you go wrong? Absolutely. How do you go wrong? Game day tomorrow, big big team in. I, I know it, you, game day excites you guys, being Southern Miss people, but, I mean, you just look across the street and the whole world's there. Mm-hmm. Just as an excellent location here on Hardy Street mm-hmm. from Obey Beignet. Yep. It's great. You can walk. We see everybody tailgate, and they'll walk over, get beignets, and go back to their spot. They don't crawl like Santa. They they actually walk. You know what you can do tomorrow, Morgan? What? You can show these people from Louisiana what real (laughs) Real beignets beignets taste like. (laughs) Exactly correct. You are. They'll go back and throw rocks at that place in New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference? What makes this so special? Um, Well, they are made from scratch from start to finish. The mix, the rolling out, all of it, and it's made to order. You won't get that there. 
Right, right. And you've been busy the whole time we're here. Here yeah. comes another yeah. couple in here looking uh, looking for beignets. Yeah, we should yeah. we should make that. And Sander pointed that out yesterday. He's like, you know, you said the beignets will be ready. No, they won't because they cook no. them on time. And but at the same time, hot and even fresh. though they're hot and fresh, you don't sit here and wait forever either. No. I mean, they no. they come out quick. Even even no. on game days when we get busy, our staff is amazing at keeping those wait times under like ten minutes. Stupid question. You're right. They come out. They're hot. Mm-hmm. But yet they're not melting the powdered sugar. No. Why? Why is that? Because you eat them before that happens. Ah, that was it. I didn't give them time to melt the sugar. That's it. You sure didn't give them time no. to yeah, melt what, the sugar. So I, I've still I've created the glaze. You see the glaze? Yes. It's a glaze, and I will mix yeah. the powdered sugar and the syrup and create it for and you. Every you know, time. Jeremy got your last four. Look at him. Yeah, I just need he to let our listeners know that. Beignets. I was so excited. That, <laughs> At the bottom of the hour, and then I looked up and we were talking high school football. And I was like, um, "Jeremy's eating the beignets." So I never would have suspected Jeremy, Ryan, and Morgan actually looked across the table, and I was like, "What did Sander do? They just they just disappeared." <laughs> okay, before we run out of time, guys, tell us again your hours over the weekend. We want everybody that comes to Southern Miss Tulane football this weekend to come sample these beignets. Well, we're open till ten o'clock tonight, and then we'll open back up at eight a.m. in the morning till ten o'clock again tomorrow night, and eight to eight on Sunday. How much have you enjoyed this since you opened? I we live in Mobile, and we I honestly feel like we're counting down the, the years until we can move here. Right, you're commuting back yes, and forth commuting. to run your store. <laughs> yes. Well, let me say that we value your friendship, Ryan and Morgan, more than we can oh, tell you. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate love you, y'all. Dad. Yeah, we value you, and Lord. we value these empty syrup cups because Absolutely. it was really, really good. And we thank you for having us out here. No problem. Anytime. Until Monday, Will Hall will kick off the week. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.